Welcome to Paving the Path. I'm your host, Shiva Mirosaini. People know me as a customer experience champion and a digital executive at Fortune 50 companies. I plan on paving the path in my show with women game changers, thought leaders, and executives touching the entire spectrum of digital transformation in healthcare. Join me in exploring the digital renaissance that's shaping healthcare today and forever, changing the future of wellness, care, and health. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Paving the Path. Today, our special guest is Emily Gallo. She is the Senior Vice President and General Manager for OptiFright Logistics at Cardinal Health. You might be asking yourself why we're talking about logistics today. Well, it turns out that leading into the pandemic during and now coming out of it, logistics and supply chain has played a significant role in the global healthcare and patient outcomes. And I wanted to bring a special guest in, in Emily and her work and Cardinal Health's focus on supply chain and logistics in order to really shine light on uh, some of the great work initiatives and advancements in both people and technology that are applied in the industry and how that's transforming healthcare as we know it. Fun fact, Emily and I actually went to business school together, so we know each other from way back when. And it's amazing to come full circle and sit together at this table uh, to discuss healthcare now and how her work is changing and transforming patient outcome, provider experience, and much more. Um, so with that, uh, I want to welcome Emily. Uh, it's a great, great pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Shiva, thanks for having me. I'm honored to be invited. I've listened to your prior podcast and what a group of talented executives improving the lives of patients. So I'm really excited. I enjoy chatting with you anyway, and to do so in this forum is, is really meaningful. So Emily, tell us how you got here. What got you interested in healthcare and what's important to you? If you've ever faced a fork in the road, that is what got me into, into healthcare. Graduating from college, I was either going to move to Colorado, coach high school soccer and teach physics, or move to Boston and try my hand at consulting. And I, I ended up choosing the latter. It, I'm happy with that decision, though I always wonder where that other path would have led. But I really happened to fall into healthcare. The consulting firm focused on the diagnostic space. And I knew right away that I wanted to be in healthcare for the rest of my career. And what got me excited about it was not only was it interesting to learn about products and technology and the development of new therapeutics, but you got to learn about disease states and the impact it had on patients and their families. And that was, that combination was really powerful. I didn't know how in healthcare I would uh, serve over the years, but I knew it would always be a, a staple. And what, you know, I had the chance to experience both the U.S. health system and abroad. The last year I was with my consulting firm, I relocated to Buenos Aires, Argentina to lead up their Latin America practice. And it was so interesting to see just how different healthcare is delivered and experienced in different countries. You mentioned other roles, other companies that I've been with, Merck and sales and global marketing, Abbott, more on the consumer health side. And now joined Cardinal about eight years ago, came in more of an, an engagement strategist for executives that I led a number of our medical product businesses, think about exam gloves and, and surgical gloves and ways that we've helped protect healthcare providers. 
and then most recently moved into the role of senior vice president, general manager for a company called OptiFreight Logistics, which is part of, of Cardinal Health. So I've really enjoyed the variety of what it means to impact healthcare and working with smart and talented people along the way. That's fascinating, Emily. And I think just hearing you talk about your career shows how complex and multifaceted the healthcare industry is and how much uh, it has grown and become even more complex <laughs> over the years. So talking about complexity, can you give us a layperson's explanation of what Cardinal Health does uh, your role and uh, how it's different. Cardinal Health is a Fortune 15 organization with more than 44,000 employees globally. And we play a big role in connecting the continuum of care. We do it by linking the clinical and the operational side of healthcare. And, and we are a major pharmaceutical distributor. We're a global manufacturer and distributor of med products. And we also provide performance and data solutions for healthcare providers and their institutions. OptiFreight Logistics really plays in that third category. And the way I describe OptiFreight to my friends, my family, right? Think about a hospital or a laboratory or a pharmacy and all the packages that go in and out of that institution on a daily basis. A lot of those packages go through what we would consider prime distribution, which is the bread and butter of the larger Cardinal Health. But more than half of those packages go outside of that, of that track. And that's where OptiFreight comes in. We help our health system, health care provider customers have visibility into what is coming in and what are they sending. And it may sound operational, but it really cuts to the chase of are they able to provide the patient care that they want? Do they have the products? they need. And especially in this environment where they're looking for value and savings under every rock, how do they get smarter? How do they use data to make better decisions on what to send, where to send it, and how to have that control? So that's what OptiFreight is all about. That's uh, fascinating. So let's um, dive a little bit deeper. I think it's fair to say, and I'm sure you agree that most consumers don't quite understand the complexity of the current healthcare system, uh, nor should they care. They want care when they need it in the most accessible and personal way possible. They want better experience. So how is the team at Cardinal Health in your role, considering supply chain and what we experienced throughout the pandemic is contributing to the future of a more consumer-centric healthcare model? It's a great question. It's something I think all of us in the ecosystem of healthcare are embracing, right? This and, and driving towards this consumer-led approach. And it's interesting because you think about supply chain, and I bet if you grabbed, you know, any passerby on the street before the pandemic and asked them, do you know what an isolation gown is or what style face mask do you most prefer? They would have looked at you like you had three heads, right? But the aspect of the pandemic, the constraints that you're talking about on supplies and the direct impact that it had on consumers, on patients, it actually brought supply chain and the concept of it into the forefront. And we have people, whether it's your couch that you ordered, you know, 18 months ago that still hasn't arrived, or it's having to to cancel surgeries, right? If, you, if you're not able to get the products that you need. These are real instances of impacting the consumer experience. Cardinal Health is 
on the forefront of looking for ways to apply the learnings that we had through the pandemic, invest in technology. You know, this podcast is all about digital health. Well, what have we learned and how do we apply that so that we are constantly scraping, learning, looking at scenario planning, looking at end-to-end visibility that can help us see what's around the corner and importantly, from a resiliency standpoint, have alternatives ready to go to make sure that that consumer experience is not disrupted in that way. But it goes beyond that, right? It goes to the point of when Cardinal is working in a silo, that's one thing. If Cardinal's working in collaboration with our healthcare providers, with other stakeholders in the industry, I think that is one of the biggest silver linings that came out of the pandemic is we all came to the table and with the customer at the center, had to think about what do we do now and what's in our power to to the best of our ability to make sure this doesn't happen again. I love that. You know, the old saying, never let a crisis go wasted is, is kind of the situation we find ourselves with the, the COVID pandemic and what you are describing and what it brought out of the system is very revelating and inspiring at the same time, despite all the pain that we had to go through. So let's unpack a little bit here. What are some of the areas of progress in healthcare that uh, tend not to get the spotlight but are incredibly important. To continue on the theme, actually, of our our last question, what comes to mind is the ability to to collaborate. You can have the shiniest technology that's out there, but if you don't have the right people around the table working towards the common goal, then nothing will progress at the pace that you need it to. So one of those areas that it doesn't get the headlines, it's not a front-page article, but one of the biggest ways that I think we've changed for the good is the common alignment of what needs to be done and the openness to share more information, to think creatively together and co-create where we can go. And I'll give you a real example. I, I actually recently attended industry organization that by design has select numbers of healthcare provider supply chain leaders as well as industry supply chain leaders. So think about Cardinal Health being one. And the entire purpose of that engagement over three days, right? We're, we're sitting in rooms together. We're not selling to one another. We're not talking about the transaction nature that you just brought up, right? We are focused on those meaty and macro challenges that persist. The concept of how do you have a resilient and agile supply chain? The idea of with the great resignation that's taking place, how do we think about labor and what does it mean to build a deeper pool of talent? What are best practices of making sure diversity is part of the equation on your your talent strategy? All of these things, we can work together to be stronger. And an outcome of that was actually a blueprint of a a supply chain resiliency model that was co-created by both again, the hospitals and major health systems that are out there and the industry supporters of them to acknowledge where we fell down and what are we investing in to get after it. We have invested, particularly with Cardinal Health, in what we would call more of an advanced planning system. This is a platform that takes input from going back to raw materials 
through to where are they manufactured, through to what is the pathway or routes, right, that would move it from one continent to the next? And how are we ultimately matching that up with demand signals that we are seeing from our customers? And through that investment, and importantly, through that openness and collaboration, we now have more data than ever that match the supply and demand signals. And for a a supply chain to be resilient, that has to be at the core. I love that term, you know, making supply chain as resilient as possible. And in doing so, bringing that customer experience and customer-driven customer centricity to play to really engage all the constituents and players along the way from the first kind of mile to the last mile. And, you know, it's funny that the example that comes to my mind is ordering pizza and kind of like seeing from the, the first moment you put the order in, all the way to the delivery moment, um, how it comes to life. And it's been said to be one of the most engaging experiences and it has helped quite significantly with all sorts of economic metrics, uh, but also more importantly from a customer experience. And so that's a simple example, but you know, certainly doing something like that um, at a global scale with supply chain, with millions of variables is, is monumental and very, very difficult, but seems like we're getting there, which is very, uh, promising. That's a great recap of of what we're striving to do. And it does come down to the experience of the customer in this sense being healthcare providers, but ultimately what is their ability to provide care to their patients? Emily, let's talk about the future, the near future. Where is Cardinal Health headed in the next six to 12 months? You talk a lot about the consumer, right? The customer centric nature of our, of our systems. And that's the guidepost that we use on how we we need to advance and it's it's been cool because so few companies have the the reach and the variety of who we serve than at Cardinal Health cuz we're you know we're in 90% of hospitals thousands and thousands of pharmacies laboratories even more than 3 million patients at their home that we support so we really span across the continuum and the ways that we can help instill trust across that experience is is key. And I want to I want to share two two stats with you to frame this discussion. As part of the NRC Health 2022 Healthcare Consumer Trends report, they talked to 300,000 respondents and what we saw was that the care deferment of patients is down, meaning they're returning to seek care, right? So it, it declined 6%, now it's only at 27%. That means patients are going back in for the care that they need. But because of deferment, they may be going in with a more severe situation, right? The other stat I want to talk about is the consumer recall. So think about how if I'm going to decide to work with a doctor or a hospital, what's going into my decision? And what am I remembering about what that hospital told me about them, right? Or what that doctor told me about them. And that is up 5% to 65%, which is really meaningful because if your patients are remembering more and internalizing who you are and what you do, that means the concept of trust is more important than ever, right? That goes into their decisions. So the idea of Cardinal Health's role in helping our customers, be it primarily healthcare providers, earn that trust from their customers, right, their patients, is key. And a couple of examples I'll share specifically in ways that we're advancing, uh, especially over the next 12 months. One's in the in the arena of our of our pharmaceutical segment. And we 
do a lot with specialty pharmacy. So think about oncology. For an oncology practice, they're very much playing in the world of value-based care. So how do you think about data that exists that can pull together and you use AI and ways of scraping it together that looks at the total cost of care, the doctor, the procedure, right? The, the reimbursement status of that, the factors of the patient itself. We are working and we have a solution that we, that we provide to our oncology practitioners that can allow them to assess the efficacy and the cost trade-off for what they are looking to do. So that's the clinical, that's definitely a more clinical example of how we use data to support our customers. And that allows them to not only just make sure the business that they're running is viable and sustainable so they can continue to care for patients, but it helps fuel the discussion they can then have with that patient. It's data, it's transparent, it builds that trust that they're seeking to do. And then the other way, which naturally feeds into more of the supply chain angle is When you look across the global supply chain, we are very committed and have made tremendous progress already on diversifying our supplier and manufacturer base. You can imagine every time you look at a newspaper, right? Something is changing somewhere in the world that's going to have an impact. And we have such a strong strategy in place to make sure that where we are sourcing raw materials, where we're sourcing finished goods, where we're building our products some in the U.S. itself, that we are really making sure that that healthcare provider has the best chance possible of not having a disruption that could cause a negative customer experience and erode the trust that they need to succeed. So Emily, just to play this back, a few things that really stood out to me, uh, using data to support providers and clinical outcome, but also to contribute to creating a trusting relationship between patients and providers when really the pandemic interrupted that relationship with a lot of kind of postponing appointments or deferring non-urgent procedures, etc. So all of that has been really forthcoming important accomplishments really coming out of this. You also mentioned that Cardinal has been making strides in diversifying its supply chain globally to make it more secure going forward. When I hear all of this, one thing that comes to mind is the importance of having a resilient workforce and the kind of workforce that can stand the test should a devastating crisis like this happen again. And this leads to another question or another topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts. And I know you're very passionate about it, and that's uh, creating diverse and inclusive workforce that can lead to innovation. So uh, can you share more about the importance of DE&I to you and Cardinal and the role it plays in the consumer health experience? I liked how you you concluded that question with leading role because that is the responsibility, I think, of companies like Cardinal Health and other major organizations to drive change and make it a standard, not a nice to have. It's very, I'm very passionate about it. I could speak with you for a very long time on this topic, but I am such a believer of what it means to walk the walk and the business value of diversity, equity, and inclusion. You cannot support the diversity of our of patients, right, that are out there that need care, consumers of health. And if you do not have the representation, 
the commitment and the ability to truly represent what that means within your organization itself. It just, it's not going to happen. So when you find an organization, and I have, I believe with, with Cardinal Health, that is so committed to this mission, it's something that not only attracts top talent, but it keeps talent engaged and moving the business forward. I, I know I stay at Cardinal because of this. The culture is is incredible. And what I mean by the connection to the consumer is when a company commits, publicly commits to having representation and supporting diverse perspectives, it allows all of us to be who we are, bring 100% of ourselves to work. And boy, that is more powerful than you can ever imagine. I am co-chair of our proud employee resource group. So it's, it supports LGBTQ plus and ally communities. And I felt so supported right away coming into Cardinal Health and being able to talk about my family and, and what it has meant on my journey. But the minute that I knew I was safe and even more so valued because I brought a different perspective, I rolled up my sleeves and got to work, right? And as a leader, as a people leader, I've also found that if you're at a company that creates and delivers on this experience, everyone feels comfortable being who they are, pushing the envelope, having candor, pressure testing ideas. So you ultimately drive better outcomes for the diverse audience that you are providing. That's just beautifully said, Emily Bordini and I to work. It has to be part of the fabric and the standard of the workflows, the culture and the operations of the organization and the company. And so I'm very inspired and uh, pleased to hear all the progress and great work that you have done and Cardinal has done in helping us kind of uh, get closer to that nirvana, if you would. Listen, this has been just fascinating. I'm, I feel like I can ask many more questions and just continue on this conversation, but all good things have to come to an end. Uh, before uh, we leave, I, I know our audience would be very interested to get in touch and connect with you. So if you can tell us uh, what are some of the best ways to um, to find you, that would be very helpful. I would love if anyone has ideas or just wants to reach out, you can find me on LinkedIn. And I'm often sharing the great work that, that Cardinal is doing, especially in the world of, of DE&I. So don't be shy. I look forward to hearing from you. And that's a wrap for us. I really enjoyed this conversation, Emily. Thank you for joining us. To all of our listeners, thank you so much for your time. And I hope that you took something new away from this conversation. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please spread the word. Tell your colleagues to tune in for all the awesomeness, then leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. This show is produced by Shift Forward Health, the channel for changemakers. Subscribe to Shift Forward Health on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be subscribed to our entire library of shows. See our full lineup at shiftforwardhealth.com. One subscription, all the podcasts you need, and it's all for free. And remember, we might have a lot of work to do in healthcare, but we'll get there faster together. Thanks again.